We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. Take your Bibles this morning and turn with me to Luke chapter 1. As you're turning, uh, as you leave this morning, moms, there will be a gift the ushers will have for you as you leave the sanctuary. And then I know all of you saw that line of food out there. We want to bless you and bless your families when you leave today. So please be sure and fill up a bag or two. And if you say, well, I really don't need it, then get a bag and give it to someone else. Be a blessing to someone else this Mother's Day. Would you do that, please? We'd greatly appreciate it. I want to talk to you a few minutes this morning about leaving a legacy. Being able to look back and see that God has done some good things in and through our lives. This message isn't for mothers. I want you to understand that. Even though we're going to use Mary as our model. This message is for every person who has influence over other individuals. And I think that's all of us, correct? All of us have influence over someone. And we have a responsibility to pass on what God has given to us to those who follow us. Some of our greatest moments of pride are when we can look at our kids and our grandkids and see what God is doing in and through their lives. When we are with our nine grandkids, all nine of them in church, God's uh, doing a great thing in them, raising up men and women who will serve Him. That brings great pride and satisfaction into our lives as parents because we see that heritage passed from us to our children and from our children to their children. And we're believing, if the Lord tarries, to their children. Can you say amen? All of us should have a legacy. The question is, what will it look like? What will it be? Who will it influence? Who will you touch with your life? Who will you invest in so that your life makes a difference in them? You know, I'm thinking about Mother's Day this morning, and I saw a sign one time out front of a church that said, if evolution is true, then why do mothers only have two hands? Did you ever think about that? Pretty good question, isn't it? Absolutely. Every boy needs a mom. You know that, right? Kind of reminds me of, uh, thank you for the one who said amen. Kind of reminds me of the little boy and his mother that went to the wedding. And after the wedding, the mother said to, his, the, to the son, son, how many wives can a, can a man have? He, without hesitation, said 16. She said, 16? What are you talking about? Well, it's real simple. The preacher said, four richer, four poorer, four sickness, and four in hell. So that's 16. All right, come on, folks. You got to help me out today. I can, I can tell you're a little bit down, so let's pep it up a little bit, and let's move forward into God's Word. You know, the, maybe the most famous mother that we ever know is Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ. And we understand with Mary that she was only a teenager when the Holy Spirit visited her, and when the angel visited her and brought her news of Jesus' birth. Matter of fact, let's look at it. Luke chapter 1, verse 34 through 38. The Bible says, Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I don't know a man? Now Gabriel's already told her, You're going to have a son. The Holy Spirit will visit you, and a son will be conceived in you, who is the Son of God. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, the power of the highest will overshadow you, and therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who is called barren. What did Mary say? She said, how can this be? How can I have a child when I've never known a man? So what did the example the angel give of God's power? Your cousin Elizabeth. 
She's barren. She can't have children. Yet she's six months pregnant with the son that God has given to her. Listen to me. When you're facing impossible circumstances, don't look at the circumstance, but look at what God has already done. I assure you, when you're living your life to leave a legacy, you will find people who have went before you, who've walked the path that you have walked, who have encountered the things that you have encountered, and seen what God has done in their lives. So don't look at your circumstance, but look at what God has already done. That's what the angel said to Mary. Look at what God's already done. He's already done a miracle in your cousin because she couldn't have children. And now she's six months pregnant with a son. And then verse 37, for with God, nothing will be impossible. And then we'll look at verse 38, because this is really where I want to get this morning. The Bible says, then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. What did she say? She said, I will be committed to God's plan for my life because God's plan for my life has implications on those who follow after me. Hear me this morning, parents. Hear me, influencers. You first and foremost must be committed to the plan of God for your life before you will ever influence anyone else to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're wishy-washy, If you show up twice a year to church, if you never read your Bible, if you don't pray, if you don't live a dynamic, victorious Christian life, don't think that you're going to influence anyone for the kingdom of God. It's simply not happening. You first have to commit your life to the will of God. You say, well, what does that look like? Well, it looks like this. We receive him as our Lord and Savior. We acknowledge that we're sinners and we need a Savior and we ask Him to come into our lives and to forgive our sin and to change us from the inside out. And then every day we walk in relationship with Him. We allow Him to lead us, to guide us, to teach us, to instruct us. We grow in the power and the Spirit of the Lord as we choose to commit our lives to His will. Outside of that, we will never influence anyone for the kingdom of God. Listen to that again. Mary said, may it be unto me according to your word. She was completely and totally submitted to the will of God. Now, did she know what all that meant? Absolutely not. Aren't you glad that God doesn't show us the whole picture all at once? I've got news for you. If God showed you next year, you probably wouldn't want to go there. God never shows us the whole picture all at once. He gives us enough light for the next step. So Mary had enough light to say, I trust you. I'll commit myself to you. I'll commit my life to you. I'll follow you. Whatever you want to do in me, then do it in me. She committed her life to him. She didn't know all that was going to happen. Was she nervous? How could she not be nervous? A teenage girl who was not married, now she was going to be pregnant, that was nervous. Was she unsure of her abilities? She had no abilities. Why did God choose her out of all the women in the Bible? That's a whole other sermon. We'll go there another day. But she was in the lineage of David, and God chose her. Was she anxious about the prophecy? Would the prophecy include pain and discomfort and sadness and sorrow? Yes, it certainly would. But in spite of what might happen... In spite of not being able to see tomorrow, she still said, be it unto me according to your word. Let your will be done in my life. She committed her life to the cause of God at that moment in time.
There's no doubt in my mind that I can see some Mary and many of you here this morning. Like the mother who sets up watching at the window until that 16-year-old daughter comes back from her first date. Like the dad who is anxious as he hands the car keys to his son, allows him to pull out of the drive for the very first time. We understand that we want only the best for those that we are influencing and for those that are following us, but life happens, doesn't it? Sometimes difficulty occurs. Sometimes unpleasant things occur in our lives. It's at that point we have to be committed to the will of God for our lives. I can't explain to you why some lose children very early. I've never walked through that, thank the Lord. I can't explain to you why some lose children to drunk drivers or to horrible felons committing murders. I can't explain that to you. All I can tell you is that when those times come in our lives, when difficult times occur, we have got to be committed to the will of God for our life. We have got to be determined we will do one thing and that only, and that's to be committed to God's will. First and foremost, Mary was committed to God. She committed her life as a teenage girl to the will of God, not knowing the full ramifications or what that would mean. But because she made the commitment, God honored her in a mighty way. God exalted her as the mother of Jesus Christ. And when we're talking about being influencers, leaving a legacy, we understand first we're committed to God's will for our life. Secondly, we have to understand perfection is not a requirement. You see, there's a lot of folk, when they fail, they just stop. They just quit. I've come to tell you again this morning, failure is not fatal. You don't have to quit when you fall. You don't have to stop when you mess up. Perfection is not a requirement to leave a legacy. Kind of reminds me of the mother, her name was Linda. I read this story. Linda, who uh, was wanting to make her daughter's wedding absolutely perfect, Yvonne knows something about that. We have two daughters getting married this year, ready to pull my hair out and bankrupt me at the same time. You know what I mean? So anyway, Linda wanted her daughter's wedding to be perfect. And part of the ceremony, the mothers had to light candles. So Linda, as she was lighting the candles, didn't realize that she got too close to the fire and set her acrylic nail on fire. Well, what could she do at that time? So calmly, she just lit the last candle and then like a gunslinger, blew it out and went and sat back down, making it perfect for her daughter. Things happen. Life messes things up. Things occur. We've got to understand that. And when we do, we can move on in spite of our imperfections and in spite of our mistakes. Most of you know the name Dr. Benjamin Carter. Dr. Carter is the uh, Carson, pardon me, Dr. Benjamin Carson. He is the director of the HUD and Urban Development. He was also a famous neurosurgeon, candidate for president in 2016. Dr. Carson tells the story of a boy growing up, and his mother required he and his older brother to submit a book report to her, not for school, but to her every two weeks. He said, for years we read books, we scratched out reports, we gave them to mama. He said, I was in the eighth grade before I realized mama couldn't read. That's amazing, isn't it? That a man who went to Yale and the University of Mission Medical School, a man who went to be the most prominent neurosurgeon in America at that particular time, pediatric neurosurgeon, a man who was highly educated, was raised by an illiterate mother. A mother who had some definite handicaps. But she was a mother who said, I'm not going to talk about what I don't have. I'm going to talk about what I do have. 
And I'm going to show interest in my boys. I'm going to show accountability. I'm going to teach them and train them. Oh, somebody hear me this morning. Stop bemoaning what you don't have and focus on what you do have. Stop moaning over the mistakes you made and begin focusing on the plan of God for your life and those who will follow you and watch what God will do. See what God will do. You may not raise a neurosurgeon, but you may raise a great mechanic. You may raise a great plumber. You may raise a great lawyer. You may raise the next Billy Graham. Stop thinking about what you don't have and start focusing on what you can invest in those around you. Mary, despite being the mother of Jesus, was not perfect. She made mistakes. Matter of fact, you can see it in John chapter 2. Verses 1 through 5, you all know the story. It's the story of the wedding in Cana. Mary was there. Jesus, all his disciples were there. And it says in verse 1, on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. The mother of Jesus was there. Mary was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. When they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Isn't that just like a pushy mom? How many pushy moms are in this room this morning? You can raise your hand. I can call you by name, almost every one of you. Some of you even a pushy mom to me every now and then. By the way, I don't need a mother. Just want you to know that, all right? I got it covered, okay? She said, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. I mean, how much of a rebuke is that? You're way off base, gal. Don't talk to me about this. I really couldn't care less if you paraphrase Jesus' remarks. But then his mother, and again, she's a pushy mama. She's a pushy mama. She said to the servants, just do what he tells you to do. You see, she knew there was something in him that could meet the need. There are times in life when you need to give that person your influence a little bit of a shove. You need to push him just a little bit. Get him out of the comfort zone. Now, was that when Jesus was ready to reveal that he was the son of God? No, it says he said, my time has not yet come. So she made a mistake, but in spite of that, she pushed forward. And what happened? The first miracle occurred at the wedding in the Cana of Galilee. It's an amazing story when we see that even from her paw, great things occurred and happened. Lives were touched and lives were best. So let me say it again. You don't have to be perfect. Perfection is not a requirement for leaving a legacy. The requirement is to be committed to the will of God. Was Mary committed to the will of God? Absolutely, because she knew who that dude was. She knew who Jesus was. She knew he was born by the Holy Ghost. She knew he was the Son of God. She knew he was destined to be the Savior of the world. She knew he was a miracle worker, a mighty man. She knew it was time for him to step on the stage of life. Even though Jesus said, now the time's not yet, she gave him a nudge. She gave him a shove. So let me ask you something this morning, moms and dads, influencers. Is there someone in your life that you've just been letting them slide? You've just been letting them coast. Well, can I challenge you today to be a Mary? Don't think you've got to be perfect, but give them a shove. Give them a push. Help them go to that next level that God wants them to be. And don't feel bad about it, okay? I'm saying that to the moms. You have every right to be pushy, all right? Don't, except to me. You have every right. 
I know I don't want to hear another comment about my motorcycle. I've already heard enough. That's fine. I'm moving on, all right? Pushy moms. This room is full of those pushy moms. It amazes me. I told someone I'm heading out after service to go to Oklahoma and see my dad. Oh, my. Yeah, I really am. Get over it. We're going to move on. Be a pushy mom. Push someone out of that comfort zone and help them achieve their calling. I mean, sometimes when we think about the role of influencers, especially women, we look at Proverbs chapter 31. How many have read Proverbs 31? Can you raise your hand for me? Help me out just here a little bit if you read Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31 is actually a poem, an acrostic. It's every verse starts with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And in Proverbs 31, we think this is the picture of what the woman, the wife, should be. Really, he's painting a picture of the perfect woman, the one who is absolutely the ideal. If we were to couch it today, it would be the supermodel mom, is what Proverbs 31 would be. So when you read Proverbs 31, there's a standard being set that causes us to think, I'll never live up to that, so why should I even try? Let me remind you, perfection is not a requirement. Perfection is not a requirement to be an influencer. Look at that passage of Scripture. It says that she is a woman who works and never sleeps. Well, that part of it is true, right, if you're a mom. Ask Joanna back there. She knows about never sleeping with a little baby. All of you do. But when we're going to read that passage, it says that she is a mom who manages a fleet of ships. She runs a farm. She manages a staff. She sews like a fashion expert. She cooks. She cleans. She homeschools her children. And she doesn't need a carpool. She just puts on her cape and flies them to the next destination. (laughs) Do you understand that 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 description is a poem? You're never going to live up to that. Stop trying. Perfection is not required to see God use you as an influencer. If we were to see Proverbs 31 as an English poem rather than a Hebrew poem and use every letter of the alphabet, it may go something like this. A represents the apple pie that she bakes. B represents the babies that she cuddles. C represents the cleaning of the house and then all the way down to Z. Z represents the zoo in the backyard that she manages every day. So we understand perfection is not a requirement. Number three, we understand if we're going to leave a legacy, something that is passed on to those coming behind us, it requires a complete and total commitment. There's no place to quit and no place to stop. No place to stop. You can read it in John chapter 19, verse 25. The Bible says these words as Jesus was being crucified. John chapter 19, verse 25. And now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister and Mary, the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. There stood by the cross of Jesus his mother. She was committed to the end. She didn't give up. She didn't bail. She didn't say, this is too hard. This is too difficult. I've got to back off. She didn't say, I'm going to wait on the other side of town. I don't want to see what they're going to do to my son. She was there to the very end. She was committed to the cause, even through his death. And even there at the cross, there's no doubt in my mind, she was a mama. She fell down. She was moaning. She was crying. She was weeping. Her son was being crucified. It was tearing her heart out. The cross made a huge indention 
in Mary's heart and in Mary's life. But despite the pain, she never relinquished her title as an influencer. She stayed with them and stayed through it to the very end. You know what? You'll find mothers like that today. They're in the hospital waiting rooms. They're in the cancer treatment centers. You'll find mothers like that today. They're taking their kids to special needs education. You'll find mothers like that today. They're working two and three jobs just to put food on the table. You'll find mothers like that today, mothers who who are living life by themselves and raising their kids and bearing that that complete and total burden. I commend you today for being that kind of a person who will be committed to the very end. The very end. You see, when we determine to be those who leave a legacy, when we determine to be influencers, we do so realizing that at some point in the future... Our picture is going to be painted with pain. Difficult times will occur. Things that we don't want, don't don't seek for, will probably happen in our lives. But in those times, we choose to hang on, to be committed to everything God has for us and God has called us to be. And when I think about that type of commitment, I can only say what a gift it is from God. You know, Mary not only witnessed his birth, She not only had the privilege of raising Jesus, she not only was instrumental in the first miracle at Cana of Galilee, she was also there at the cross. But aren't you glad her story doesn't end there? Because she was also there when three days later, he rose again from the dead, and he which was dead is now alive forevermore. She saw the end. She saw the end. But that doesn't stop either, because 50 days after that, she was in the upper room when the Holy Spirit was poured out, and the church was birthed and formed. Oh, isn't it great to be able to see the beginning, and to see the end, and see the influence our life has had. See, that should be every one of our desire. God, let me see the end. Let me see what you're going to do through my life and my influence in those around me. And let me see you working in those that I love and that I care about. Maybe the best way to close this message this morning is simply with this statement. All of you remember Family Circus, that cute little cartoon? One of those Family Circus cartoons said it this way, babies are attached to the mothers with a biblical cord. I like that. With a biblical cord. Moms, dads, if you want to raise godly children, tie them to the Word of God. Attach them to the eternal truths of God's Word. Anchor them in the things that never change. Anchor them in authority. Anchor them in the absolutes of Scripture. And watch how God will change their lives. And then you will see the end as well as the beginning. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. In this room this morning, perhaps you're one of those who has never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I mentioned to you as we began this message, that in order to be committed to God's will, He first has to be our Savior, to forgive us of our sins, to change our heart, to live within us and to change us from the inside out. If you're here this morning, you've never asked Christ to forgive you of your sins, to change your heart, to make you his child. Then right where you sit, would you raise your hand and say, pray for me, Steve. I need Jesus in my heart. I need to be forgiven. I want my life to be changed. This Mother's Day could be a day of new beginnings for you. 
Listen, you'll never go back and undo the things you've done. But you can start today and have a whole nother ending. You're here this morning, you say, that's me, just slip up your hand. I want to pray with you and pray for you as I wait just a moment. Every mom in the room, would you please stand? I want to pray for you this morning. I want to ask God to bless you. I want to ask God to pour His grace and His mercy out upon you. I want to ask God to help you be committed to His will for your life. To recognize you don't have to be perfect. Perfection is not a requirement. And to recognize that you can stay committed to the very end. Father, I right now pray for these ladies. And I pray your richest blessings upon their lives. I pray that this Mother Day be a day of significance for them. I pray that you would mark their lives with grace and with mercy, with wisdom and with understanding. I pray that you fill them, Father, with the power of the Holy Ghost. Let each mother in this room know and understand that you've called me to this role and I'm going to be committed to it. And it doesn't matter if my child is one day old or if my child is 70 years old. I'm going to be committed to praying for them, to believing for them, to trusting for your best in their lives. And Lord, because of that commitment, honor them this morning. Bless them this morning. Pour the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ out upon them right now, I pray. In the name of the Lord, I ask it. And may I say to you, moms, may you be blessed. May you be blessed. May you feel the love of your family today. And may you know most of all that Jesus Christ loves you. So go and be a legacy. Make deposits in the lives of those that are following you. Be a world changer through those that you're influencing. May God bless you and may God keep you. Amen. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida. A multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place, you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com.